think it's a, a huge thing for players and the league moving forward. I think now we can collaborate together and bring new things to the table. And I think it just gives the players a voice. I think that's the big thing that we've been looking for. And a lot of hard work's been done by a lot of people to get to this point. But no, I think the league kind of came to the table and was like, let's make this work. And, and we were very happy with that. To get it over the line's been a huge step. Welcome to U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. Interviews with the biggest names in American rugby. The New England Free Jacks, Major League Rugby Champions. One-on-one to score! Here are your hosts, Bill Baker and that other guy. Bill, that, that opener, man, that video, it gets me fired up every time. Loves I know, I know. I love it. And, you know, the funny thing is our voice guy, his voice is actually, well, it's a little bit higher like this. And I had a little fun with the EQ. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, this is you, buddy. That is not me. It's you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Fitzy, you had um, your rugby morning newsletter that came out today. Yeah. Had a big announcement on it. Well, it was a, a, a projected big announcement on it. Um, by either MLR, uh, yeah, Senior yeah. Legion, or World Rugby. Uh, I'm going to let you take this. Well, I mean, I think we've all seen it now, but if you if you haven't yet, how about this? The San Diego Legion Snapdragon Stadium, they're going to host an international test match. The All Blacks yes. are coming to the U.S. They're going to take on Fiji on Friday, July 19th. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty big news for Snapdragon Stadium. I think it is, too, and it's like a, a warm-up to the MLR finals, right? Is that a couple yeah. weeks later? Two weeks later. Uh, yeah, maybe our, our guest and I might be there. I'm just hoping the Fijians don't drink too much kava. I don't know if you've ever had any of that stuff, but uh, you can wreck the place if you have too much of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the time I took a trip to Fiji. Uh, it was when I was in college, but that's for another day. That's for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, news came out today. Uh, USA Women's schedule for the, uh, Pif- yeah. the Pacific Four Series. I'm excited to finally have some news out because we've had some, uh, uh, you know, the new coach, Sione uh, Fukufuka, yeah. on a couple weeks ago. And even he's kind of like saying, yeah, we got matches, but we can't say when and where. So I like this. Um, any bets on where it will be against Canada, preferably the United States? But any any thoughts? Yeah, again, I think um, – I, I- Listening to an interview that uh, Peter Sickle, I guess, co-owner of the RFC LA on a rugby wrap-up episode a couple of weeks ago, teased something. This was before the news that the Anthem were joining MLR, and they had to go back and revise the schedule. But he teased something about a potential doubleheader sometime in April. So if that's the case, I feel like it's going to be in LA. And if it can be right after the RFC LA plays, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I'm looking forward to getting out there. Hopefully, hopefully I can get out there this year. Uh, but one other team that um, has some news to release today, the New England Free Jacks. I know uh, we've talked about this before. They they do a great job with their festival atmosphere at their stadiums yeah. in Quincy, Mass, outside of Boston. Uh, they announced their festival schedule earlier before Anthem came in, the, the new uh, Charlotte team. And so they had to redo the whole thing. So their schedule just came out. I want you to look at this. It's kind of hard to see right here. But if you look at this, I want to point out two of them, okay? Mm-hmm. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah. But here's two. Champ Toberfest against your boys, Old Glory. That's right. All right, look at that. Live gonna, Oompa Band. <laughs> we're going to spoil that weekend for you, but uh, that's awesome. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, and then what I'm looking forward to against, uh, again, our guest team uh, later in the season, 
mixtape uh. metal fest yeah baby <laughs> are you are you the opening act for that show for that game uh i hope so i i uh who knows? I have to get my wig on and 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 rock it out. But uh, that those shows, you, they do concerts after. So there's a yeah. stage on the side of the field. Yeah, it, it's gonna. I, I cannot wait. It's gonna be a blast. Uh, but yeah, it, it's gonna be a good time. Okay. Before we get to our guests, one last thing. Let's let's talk a little business here. Uh, uh, listeners, please like, follow, or subscribe to this show and copy the link and share it with a friend. Also, reviews really help the show grow. Any five star review, we'll read it live on the next show. Follow us on social media and visit Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning for more information. All right, let's get into it. Our guest is waiting in the green room. Uh, he is a member of the uh, uh, USRPA on the steering committee. Let's all welcome Seattle Seawolves tight head, Mason Peterson. Hey, Mason. How's it going? How's it going? Thanks for Good. having me. Good. How are you? I'm Good, man. Well. Uh, well. Are you strictly a tight head? Do you play loose head at all? Yeah, tight head only. Mm-hmm. Tight head only, like eh, screw that side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played loose head when I was younger, but tight head for the last like six years. So nice. I gotta, I gotta commend you. Uh, the image that Seattle has of you on their website, you look like you're about to kick someone's ass, <laughs> or yeah, I don't know, or like, like someone bumped into you in a bar. You're like, uh, is there a problem? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they use the angriest photo of me. I'm really a happy person. Well, well, you know what? I actually like that a little better than uh, the Austin picture. Uh, I think you're you're flying <laughs> oh, through the sky. Hitman. <laughs> Hitman. No, Bring it's, it's vintage ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fitzy, you know, you and I, I think we were talking about our research crew. Didn't you find something about Mason that, that we didn't know or we did know? Yeah, absolutely. So our crack research team is uh, this thing called Wikipedia. So thank you, Wikipedia. But uh Mason, so you grew up in, in in Long Beach, California, or the Long Beach, California area. Uh, yeah. Are you a surfer? I am not. Oh, I surfed really? a little bit when I was a little kid, did a little surf camp. But uh, as I grew older, kind of grew out of it. Um, not very good. So <laughs> I try to stick to the things that I'm good at. I get frustrated when I'm not. So I've lost time <laughs> to surf, but, but yeah. not me. Okay. Okay. So if you didn't surf, did you skateboard? I did skateboard when I was okay. younger, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, Every nice. Every California kid does, don't they? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, one more one more Long Beach question. Um, Sublime or Snoop Dogg? Who did you listen to? That's Sublime. <laughs> nice, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Definitely hey, Sublime in high school, definitely. <laughs> Any chance that uh, uh, the new L.A. club has been knocking on your door, hey, you want to come home? <laughs> um. A little bit. I'm happy here in Seattle. Um, I do know Pete Sickle personally, um, but no, I'm happy here in Seattle right now. Home is home, but it's been nice to kind of get out and do something different and and be around different cultures and different environments. Yeah, 100%. All right, Mason, let's get into it. Uh, We've got some news to talk about. Big news this past weekend, this past week. Uh, MLR signed a a voluntary recognition agreement with the United States Rugby Players Association, the uh, USRPA. Uh, three years in the making, uh, you know, congrats on that agreement. Uh, what does this all mean? Yeah, I think uh, it just brings us closer as players in the league and working together. I think it's a, a huge thing for players and the league moving forward. I think now we can collaborate together and bring new things to the, the table. And, and I think it just gives the players a voice. I think that's the big thing that we've been looking for. And a lot of hard work's been done by a lot of uh, people to get to this point, but no, I think the league kind of came to the table and was like, 
let's make this work. And, and we were very happy with that. And uh, yeah, I think to get over the line has been a huge step. And I think I give praise to Bryce Campbell, uh, Butch Fawcett, Chris Matina, Nick Savetta. They've done a lot of work as well to kind of get this over the line. So don't want to leave them out of this. Sure. And that's got to feel good to at least, you know, before the season officially kicks off regular season to get that, you know, out of the way, so to speak, right? Where you can like, okay, we can focus on, on, on playing rugby. Does it feel good just to have that process finalized now? And then you can start to move forward working with MLR to collectively strengthen the league. Yeah, definitely. I think that ultimately um, for those that know, there was going to be a vote through the national labor board that isn't happening now. So that's a big win for both teams, money saved, um, animosity saved. And I think now we can just really work together. And I think that that's the, always been the goal for us players that we just want to see the table and help grow the game in America. I think a lot of people know, like this isn't a sport where you're going to be set for life or anything. I think that we just want to grow the game. And I, I know you guys do as well. I think that's a big thing for us, especially us older players that have been around. We just want to see the league keep growing and having stable jobs for us and the future players in America. Well, so, Mason, uh, you know, was there any influence? I mean, what changed? Any influence from World Rugby to get this deal done? You know, did it have anything to do with Anthem Rugby at all? Um, not on our end. Um, I don't know much about the league's end. I don't think so. I think that ultimately it came down to I think both sides ultimately saw the benefits in working together and seeing the benefit overall over time. I think that we both kind of came together and saw, okay, we can change a little bit here, change a little bit there, and uh, it'll work out for both of us. Nice. Yeah. I, I guess, Mason, you know, as you know, in the off season in particular with, you know, two clubs going down, Toronto and New York, and, and particularly, it seemed like a quite a surprise for both those clubs to go down. Um, did you, what can you share with, with us with like any conversations you maybe had with players who are, you know, kind of maybe like concerned about the, the long-term viability of the league? Were any of those conversations taking place at all? Yeah. A little bit here and there through through the stuff. I know I personally have gone through it as well, so it's not it's not too much different than what we went through in Austin and L.A. I think uh, there's a lot of questions and what happens after. Um, I think that we're just trying to facilitate helping out the players wherever we can. Um, I know people have questions. I think that this league is going to be viable for a long time. I think that it's going to grow, and I think there's a lot of potential, and I think that bringing the players on, to help that grow and using our minds and our knowledge that we've gained from the other side, I think it's going to help both sides grow in the next couple of years. And I think it's going to be huge for us all. I think the game's going to start to take off in the next couple of years because of this. What uh, Mason for you with the steering committee, can you talk about your input at all during this process? I mean, anything that maybe you and other people in the steering committee have discussed with the two parties, that again kind of pushed you guys over uh you know over this wall to get to where we are now any any specifics you can share about that uh not too many but yeah i think the ultimate goal was i think both sides didn't want to go to to a vote ultimately um i think that steering away from the national labor board and and kind of doing this together shows that we're we're willing to work together i think that that's what ultimately brought us um i think that they saw the value that we could bring um, and yeah, I think that 
it's been a long off season and a lot of work and a lot of talks. And I think between Nick Benson and Nick Savetta, they've done a really good job um, at keeping everybody in the loop and, and kind of steering those conversations. And, and yeah, it's been awesome to see it all come together. I think that this is the goal we wanted from the beginning. So I think that it happening now, happening last year, it's, it's okay. I think we can just turn the page and start to build rugby in America and build the MLR. What was, in your opinion, Mason, what was the sticking point for Major League Rugby leading up to this point? Um, was it maybe because it's such a new league, they were just they're worried about uh, organizing too soon? Was there, uh, I mean, in your mind, was this something there that really was sticking for them, why they didn't want to do this sooner? I can't speak for them personally. Yeah. I think that it's it's hard. Um, I think it's it's another voice and it's another thing to work with. I think that there's a lot of stuff happening day to day that we don't see as players and stuff. And, and yeah, I can't speak for them personally, but I think that it's just, it's a lot to bring another voice on, but I think that it's needed. And for us players, I think that it's, it's massive for us. So Mason, let's jump over to the Seawolves. Uh, let's talk about your team. I know you're relatively new in camp uh, or, you know, beginning recently. Uh, you know, you're late, you lost Jake Turnbull, obviously um, Joe, uh, big Joe is back there. Like I said, pretty new in a camp. How's it all fitting in so far? Yeah, I think we've had a great start to camp. Um, boys came in pretty fit. Um, the gym's been awesome. The energy's been awesome. Um, we've got stuck right in. Um, can't complain. I think that we're much farther along than we were last year at this time. Uh, the team's pretty exciting. New faces. Always fun to meet the new people but and the old faces to see them again. But, yeah, I think we're, we're off to a flying start. I think we've had a great – week and a half of camp so far we guys were getting in a bit early meeting each other already so yeah i think we've had a flying start to camp so far have you had a chance to uh sorry sorry fitzy have you had a chance to pack down with uh joe Tafe, big joe do you need to do extra squats to get ready to lift him up <laughs> joey's a big boy no i've known joe for a long time uh we've had a few setups he's uh he's coming off injury um so i haven't really packed down with him yet but but yeah no it's awesome to have joe in camp he's He's a good face to have, good knowledge. He's been around the world. Um, always good knowledge for us front rowers to have somebody like that in camp. Yeah, Mason, I mean, last year Seattle had a had a had a good season. And what are the expectations going into it to this year? You know, certainly San Diego has has retooled and Houston's gonna be a challenge, and Utah is, you know, always a, a sticky team to play. But uh, you know. What are some of the discussions in camp about? Is it like, hey, let's we've got a good team here. We can make a good run to the shield. Yeah, I think everybody's seen the signings over over the offseason, but we're really focused on ourselves. I think we have the squad to to beat anybody on any day. Um, the West is going to be hard. It's going to be a graft. Um, week in, week out, any team can beat each other. I think that we know that, and we know that we got to show up every day and work hard knowing that when the games come, we got to be ready and you can't start slow. You got to start fast. We got, I think San Diego coming week one, so we can't, we can't start slow. And yeah, we know that it's really about us. Ultimately um, we got to nail our stuff and, and get our stuff ready so that we can be the best possible team that we can. I do think we have the horses to go all the way. And I think that um, the shield is, is really what every team's looking after. But I think that, we have a legitimate shot. Last year, we came up a couple games short. Um, and I think that we want to avenge that. I know there's a rich history here of making it to the final and and competing for that shield. So I think that the goal for all of us is to work as hard as possible to get back there. 
So Mason, we got a couple of questions came through about the agreement still, and and these two have to do with health care. So I want to drop one up there, and and I'll read it also in case you can't see the whole thing. But from Alborosa, what exactly will the association do? Is it going to provide some kind of health care? We know that was a big point in unionizing. I think, obviously, can't speak on any specifics, but I think ultimately over time, um, we would... I think healthcare is a big thing that we want to get across for the players. Um, it's been something that we've vocalized and something that we think that is is needed to to be a person in America. I know it, healthcare is a bit different, so yeah, I think that our ultimate goal is to get all the players either healthcare or a chance to get healthcare. I think that that's that's something that's on the horizon for us. Um, I don't know how soon, but it's something that we're going to be working towards. Great. I know those those two questions people asked about the healthcare. So definitely want to want to very important for you guys. Extremely important for you guys. Obviously, I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, jumping back to Seattle and Fitz, I apologize if I stepped on your toes here. I was I was daydreaming over here. But last year, you know, became what the twenty seventh player in MLR to reach fifty appearances. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a pretty simple question. You know, well, actually, maybe it's, maybe it's not simple. Speaking <laughs> of healthcare, uh, what's the secret of staying healthy to to accomplish fifty appearances? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I guess playing through injuries is a part of it. Um, I have a shoulder <laughs> off in two off seasons, so it's been nice to have an off season without a shoulder operation this year. Um, I think being around long enough helps, and being a part of an organization for a long time and being a stalwart there, like kind of helps out a bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I love to play rugby. I like to be on the field um, through pain and whatever. I just I like to play so. Hopefully, here's to 50 more and 50 more after that. <laughs> Man, back to that real quickly. Talking about just playing through through injury, uh, is there an injury you you won't play through, or is it you know, long, so long as your head right is okay, you yep. don't have a concussion or anything. Yep. A, a a a dislocated shoulder, a twisted ankle, not, yeah, not a big issue big. for you. You're 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 grunting through that. I'm trying <laughs> to play through whatever I can. Um, Sometimes scans come a bit later than you thought, so <laughs> you don't know what it actually is. But no, um, as long as I can play and play at a reasonable level, I like to be out there and deal with stuff in the off season. Um, I try, I try to get through it all. Um, but yeah, I've had some neck stuff in the past. I think that's probably the the one that that keeps you off the field the most as a prop. Um, it's yeah. the hardest one to play through. But but yeah, I try to stay on the field. You, you mentioned, everything. yeah, you mentioned Starfire Stadium uh, yeah. earlier. It's got to be fun playing in front of that that home crowd. They always seem to come out and, and support pretty loudly, and pretty vocally. Can you describe what it's like playing in front of the the Seawol, the Seawolves faithful there? No, it's awesome. I think that that's one thing that we don't have to worry about here. We we show up to the stadium. We know it's going to be packed. We know it's most likely going to be sold out. I think it's been sold out almost every game since the beginning of MLR. I think that it's just growing here and the fans are so passionate. They want to see you. They want to meet you. They want to be there for you. Um, they want to scream for you. I think we're so lucky in that sense that we get to show up every day and in, in that building and, and see so many fans that are diehard Seawolves fans. And like, right when you start getting in the 22, they start yelling. It, it brings energy for you. It gives you that extra little. Boost. <laughs> How old are you, Mason? I'm 27. Still pretty young. Have, have you, um, you you've played a lot of the levels with USA, you know, uh, you know, all junior selects, Falcons, etc. Uh, I'm I'm assuming the goal to get your senior cap is still there. With that said, 
you know, Jake going off to Charlotte. And I know you said you love where you are. We get that. You're going to stay. And I just, this is just a hypothetical question. Was Charlotte ever a, a, an option? Was that a thought that, you know, if I went there in front of the USA senior coaches, maybe, uh, maybe I'll get that chance sooner. No, it wasn't really an option for me. No. Um, okay. I obviously I was in camp in July. Obviously the goal is still to still to get captain. That's my goal. Um, trying to do everything in my power to get that. But um, I'm hoping to play for Seattle, play on a good side, and hopefully perform yeah. well, and, and that'll do the job. And you don't like metal because when you do come to the free jazz game, it is metal night. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. That's uh, my wife's from, from Boston originally, so I'll have a big fan section out there, so that'll be nice to, to get back there. I haven't played there since year three i think so um since i met my wife so it or year two yeah since i met my wife so it's gonna be fun to kind of be out there and see all them and have a big support network well it's a great group i'm a i'm a season ticket holder for the free jacks but um i won't hold that against you wait hold on you're not (laughs) gonna hold that against me hold on (laughs) so they're really pushing yeah of course pushing the league to to excel and and do that so big raps to them well, the first year the Free Jacks in the league, uh, I ended up going out to the match that Free Jacks played in Seattle. I believe you were with Austin at the time. And there was a conversation between Alex McElby from the Free Jacks and the ownership of Seattle. So basically, Free Jacks, you know, watching what Seattle did. And I was really impressed. I was blown away by it. You know, it wasn't some, it didn't look like some fledging league that was putting on a match. You know, it was great entertainment. So I could see where the Free Jacks get that from. Uh, but then I see, like, uh, uh, Paul Mullen from Utah comes into town. He's got family up the uh, you know, uh, up the coast from Boston. Big, big family yeah. atmosphere. So when you get here, uh, after the match, I'm going to give you a wig. We're going to rock out together, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only if you win. So, okay, well, okay. Either way, it's rugby and, and there'll be beer. So let's let's go back a bit. Uh, one of the listeners, uh, Rick, Mayer has, uh, Rick Meyer, has a, a little question for you. Uh, we're going to go yeah. way back, okay? Uh, Rick wants to know how old you were when you started playing rugby and uh, how were you introduced to the sport? Yeah, I started playing when I was 14, my freshman year of high school. Um, I played baseball growing up in football. And then in high school, my football friends were like, come on out, play rugby. Um, they were just starting a high school team at my high school. Um, funny enough, Gavin Hickey was the head coach. Yeah. And yeah, I came out and the rest is history. I loved it and stayed with it. And yeah, my high school team was pretty good, and we had a lot of fun and won a lot of games, so I think that helps. I think we had like seven high school Americans on it when I was wow. there, so it, it was a pretty fun time. What, what high school was that, Mason? It was Wilson, but we played under Belmont Shore. Yeah, Miami. okay. But yeah, yeah. so. That's a good in- club to play under. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. How yeah. how is the uh, the youth club scene in, in Southern California? When, in, in terms Dude, of I think Belmont's... Belmont's got well over, I think, a couple hundred kids playing youth rugby at the moment. So wow. I think that it's thriving in San Diego. It's thriving. I think it's a hotbed. I think you play – they still have, like, a high school season and a club season, so you're playing double rugby. Um, you can play rugby year-round. There's no weather problems. I think it's probably probably the best place you, you can be to play. Um, no, it's just a hotbed for rugby. A lot of Polynesians, a lot of expats, a lot of – just a big mixing bowl of people, and and I think they're doing a really good job. 
Nice. Uh, it seems like the West Coast does a great job. All right, Mason, I'm going to leave you with an extremely serious question here. Yeah. It's very serious. You ready for this? Uh, <laughs> Southern California is known for Mexican food. Uh, where's the best place in Long Beach to get a good taco? Ooh, mm, taco. <laughs> or do you not want to divulge a secret because everyone's going to find out? Um, <laughs> I grew up, there's a taqueria on 4th Street, literally just called Taqueria. It's probably your best Mexican food in Long Beach. Cash only. Ooh, Ooh very nice. Uh, any good tacos in Seattle? Don't seem like a place that would be known for tacos. Um, <laughs> not good tacos. A lot of good Asian food, a lot of good Thai food, a lot of good teriyaki. If you didn't know, teriyaki was invented technically in Seattle, which I found out when I moved here. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they say. But no, teriyaki is very good. I think there's a lot of good on-the-wall teriyaki places. I got to ask Mason, you know, you're in in the Seattle area now. Um, Are you a big coffee drinker? And if you are, I mean, right, there's seemingly a Starbucks on every corner here. Do you go to Starbucks or is there like a oh. like a different you know independent not, coffee chain? Not Dunks. <laughs> I think coffee is actually something I am very passionate about. I love my espresso. Um, not a Starbucks guy. Very much a craft guy. Um, have a machine at home. Make my own espresso at home. And wow. Yeah. No. There's a quite. A, there's a lot of good coffee shops here. I think um, at the moment getting across the bridge a lot i'm in bellevue but getting across the bridge a lot into seattle there's some good places there good places in fremont and ballard um probably best cup at the moment's millstead and co in fremont it's probably the best cup i've had in a while and what is your go-to coffee order because i know sometimes those coffee orders i go into some of these places and i'm looking at the menu and i'm like i'm gonna embarrass myself so i usually just ask for <laughs> black coffee what's, just, a what's nice your flat order? White. just a nice flat white and what does that mean, flat white? Educate uh, me. It's a bit like a short latte, probably between six and eight ounces. So two ounces of espresso and four to six ounces of steamed milk. Um, just a little layer of foam on top. Not like an old school cappuccino with a big layer of foam, but just a little okay. layer of foam on top. All right. Was that short or tall or gr- vent? I don't know. <laughs> That's why Starbucks messing us up. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, Mason. Uh, really, it's been a great conversation. We really appreciate your input here on the new deal with USRPA and MLR. Congrats on that, and good luck this season. And uh, I actually, I'm serious. I'm looking forward to headbanging with you after the match in New England. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, uh, it's a great opportunity to talk about it, and I um, just want to reiterate just all the people that uh, put their time and effort into it and in the league for for coming to the table and getting this done i think it's a great step for american rugby american rugby players foreign rugby players the mlr i think it's going to be a huge step in the future uh great cheers cheers mason we'll talk again soon Thanks, appreciate it have a good night there it is we know coffee tall yeah. small <laughs> and some good good information in the deal and i really appreciate the listeners for you know, uh, um, throwing on some questions out yeah, there and some great. good comments. Yeah. Yeah. Especially this guy right here. Look at this. Billy Rocks. Yeah, baby. That's, Billy Rocks. that's, stage that's your stage. That's your uh, stage name, right? That's my stage name. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, I love these people coming in here and asking questions. It's beautiful. Uh, good stuff. I mean, uh, I, it seems like they're not allowed or they can't really say a ton yet about the deal. Yeah. Or is there just really not much more to it yet? You're right. It's, it's, it's written, but it's not. Yeah, it's, probably, yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's probably, there's probably some more details that need to get figured out, but, um, 
you know, to Mason's point, it's probably it's great that you know this is something that got finalized before the the season starts, so you don't need to um, you know spend the effort to try and get a, a vote going and and all the costs associated with that or you know resources drawn to that. So kudos to USRPA and and MLR for coming together, and then you know as Mason said, all the all the folks on the steering committee to help bring that together. So you know I, again, I think that just continues to solidify and maybe legitimize things right because if you look at the success of the other professional leagues there's a there's always a players association attached to it right from the nfl and mlb nba nhl you name it they all have them so you know i think this is just another great step in that long-term stability of the league all right we got we got this comment from rick we have to answer it because we, yeah. we asked our, our guests that so i'm gonna let you go first no, no, you have to go first. I had to ask Mason oh. what he meant by a flat white because I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea what that was, you know. Uh, in the morning, it's just a regular coffee. I actually drink Pete's coffee out of Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with just cream, no sugar. And if I go to Starbucks or a local place, uh, I'll get probably just a regular latte with whole milk. Love that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, I'm a. <laughs> you don't even drink. You're gonna. You're gonna say Tai Chi or not, whatever. Ch- chai tea. <laughs> I have been drinking more tea lately. At, in the evening time, it helps me uh, calm down and relax a little bit. Uh, but in the morning, I'm not embarrassed to say this, man. I I dropped that little Keurig pot in there. I've got the Dunkin' Donuts flavor. Oh, nice. And I, and I put a little hey. bit of the Starbucks um, like creamer in there. Yeah, I'm crossing uh, all the brands when it comes to the coffee in the morning. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dunks. Well, I guess you're on the East Coast. You're allowed to say dunks. Uh, all right, last one. This uh, she, uh, this was asked was when it wasn't asked earlier. Actually, I'm, I'm glad this was brought up. Um, I don't know if you have any background information on this. So, a uh, question about if USA still has a deal with Flow Rugby. Um, I think a lot of us agree. We hope not. I thought it was up either in 23 or 24. I thought there. I think it was a like a three or four year deal. I believe it's up this year at the latest. Who knows if we're going to get uh, redone? My my imagination or my thought would be that it would go to the rugby network eventually. That's my thinking. There's, you know, it's it's funny because um, there's there seems to be some really good options now, right? Like I've I've liked how Peacock has handled the sevens and being able to watch the Rugby World Cup there. The Rugby Network's been great for MLR action. Yeah, you know, you've got Rugby Pass TV now, which is showing some matches for free. And I I, I could be wrong, but I'm almost certain that's owned by World Rugby. So, you know, with, with all the support that World Rugby is giving USA Rugby, particularly around the anthem, it'd be interesting to see who's going to decide where the, the TV rights go. But mm. I think more options are good for consumers. So, you know, look, here's the other thing. You know, people complain about a paywall, and I, I get that, but there's costs associated with putting these events yeah. on, right? So the, the expectation that we're just going to be able to watch stuff for free, I think is unrealistic. Peacock is, I'm not even pitching for them or shilling for them or the rugby network. They're plus thing, you know, it's five ninety nine right. a month. I think Peacock's maybe seven ninety nine. So like flow rugby, I know is a little bit more. I think maybe more of the gripe was the fact that some of the quality would, would drop on some of the, on the feeds. So if that can be fixed, but you know, I feel like there's, they can support some free programming with a paid option. Then, you know, we'll see, but I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll end with this. Um, uh, there are so many um, OTTs, you know, o- so many platforms now, Apple Plus, Peacock, whatever else. Yeah. I think everyone is just tired of paying 8 bucks here, 20 bucks here, whatever yeah. else. And now all these leagues are split up between uh, amongst uh, um, platforms. But you have a choice. Again, what, seven, eight years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, you had to go to a pub to watch games. 
Yeah. Right. So the fact that it's available is great. Now I will say this: the Rugby World Cup's coming up in a number of years. I do believe, I strongly believe, World Rugby will work out a deal with, say, NBC Sports or Peacock, which is all a bunch of that deal, or some other network like them, mm-hmm. to start getting the game in front of more eyes. Not you and I, not the people watching the show, other people who don't know the game yet. And you won't do that by having it on Flow or Rugby Channel or whatever, Rugby Network. Yeah. It's got to be on a TV. And so they have to get more people involved in the game. And I think World Rugby is going to get involved to make that happen somehow, hopefully by the next World Cup. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a discussion for another day, a chicken and egg. Like you, Rugby's got to grow for the network to invest more resources to put it on you know network tv yep. but you know so it's all something we got to work towards all right everybody listeners thank you so much for listening in please like subscribe or follow this show and copy the link and share with a friend also reviews really help the show grow grow so uh drop us a review or comment uh be nice be kind follow us on social media and visit eagles overseas and rugbymorning.com for more information i could get rid of this gray effect there it goes hey fitzy all right Anyway, thank you all. Have a great night and I hope you enjoyed the interview today. See you, buddy.